Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. So right now I thought let's let's just speak to the main man what knows. <laughs> and that is Dr. Safiso Falala, one of my favorite people to speak to. I love the conversations that I get to have with him. And uh, I just wanted to understand how research is done. Um, can it be skewed depending on who calls for the research? So uh, good morning, Dr. Falala. How are you? How's it, Kathy? Happy holidays. Uh, very well, thank you. You're looking uh, fantastic. Uh, uh, what's <laughs> happening on your side? Well, covering a war, apparently it agrees with me. Sometimes. Yes, yes. Uh, very, very interesting discussion um, about surveys. So, I happens to be a former president of the Pan African Media Research Organization, which looks at best practice across the continent. Um, and we have uh, affiliations to international organizations, and also a former president of the Southern African Market Research Association. Uh, wherein we have a code of conduct that um, examines uh, practice in, in research to assess if it is fair and uh, representative. I think the key word is representative. And another key word is, um, is bias, whether research is, is biased or in fact reflective of the reality on the ground. And um, we've got to understand that research is based on a sample it's not based on a total population, and by its very nature, sample surveys uh, have the problem of the likelihood of error. In fact, error in research is uh, ever-present. It's just a question of how the sample is drawn, how big it is, and circumstances around that. And I happen to stumble uh, uh, sort of at the tail end of your discussion where you are discussing a very sensitive topic at a time when in fact um, there is a war and taking research um, at, at such a point in time obviously is also fraught with um, certain types of uh, sensitivities and heightened excuse uh, um, in, in data are possible. And to that extent, um, all circumstances pertaining to who takes the survey, what institution is behind the survey, what is the agenda, what is the sample size, that is very important. And the important thing that we always insist on from an industry point of view is that the universe that uh, is targeted needs to be stated. In other words, what population group or groups uh, does the survey actually represent? So if one says um, the survey represents Palestinians, is it all Palestinians or is it Palestinians in Palestine or is it Palestinians um, all over the world, um, and, and if one says Palestinians, is it Palestinians um, uh, above a certain age group? So it's very important that um, the survey is transparent in the population that it purports to report on, and very often that is lacking, and we see that in a lot of opinion polls. For instance, now we have a flurry of uh, surveys that uh, are purporting to predict what the election results are going to be in 2024. And, and they, they range, in some cases, by as much as 10%. So surveys are, unfortunately, an industry that does need to be uh, regulated in the sense that not all those that uh, conduct surveys um, um, authenticated or verified or belong to an association that adheres to certain principles and standards. 
Our organization belongs to a worldwide association called the, the European Society for Market and Opinion Research. And the reason for having uh, such an association is to uh, be able to have recourse to a body of experts that are knowledgeable about how research should be conducted so that it is not used to create sensational perceptions and it is not used to spread propaganda and bias, which it can be. And we have found that one needs to examine where the research is coming from. Often research that is conducted by special interest groups has a, li a higher likelihood of being biased than research that is conducted by a neutral group. Right. For instance, if you have a bird watching group, their research would bias towards the, the well-being of birds. And if you have an aviation group, their research would tend to be biased towards aviation. So it's very important to understand even the nuance, the reporting, the way data is reported, uh, may at times be uh, sensationalized. As you mentioned, 74% growth as opposed to 74% of everyone. So the communication could be that it's 74% of everyone, whereas 74% growth could be a, a small change in, in the population. So there are lots of fundamental principles that we're having to deal with in research and some of which involve court cases. For example, um, you find that um, Let's take an example of the automotive industry because everyone has a relationship with it and understands it quite well. Let's take a manufacturer that's well known, for example, and this is hypothetical, uh, BMW. Let's say BMW claims in their advertising that the BMW vehicle, according to their research, is the most comfortable. And that has an impact, say, for example, on perceptions and on vehicle sales. And say another manufacturer, for example, Mercedes, challenges that research in court and we find ourselves having to do another piece of research and this happens quite often to to actually establish whether in fact that claim is 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 true and when one takes a more neutral sample you may find in fact that the initial research was was taken out of context or it was based on a sample that inherently could yield what we refer to as um as leading questions. Um, a leading question is, is essentially a question such as, for instance, is it better to have 10 rand or 20 rand? In, in such an instance, in most cases, you could have only one answer. And uh, in some surveys, you find that questions are so leading that um, the, the answer that is expected is always the answer that is um, provided. And of course, the interpretation, I'll just give you another example. It's just a final piece on that. Um, there is a classic example of a Liverpool fan who on some occasion um, got drunk after they uh, beaten Manchester United and they was driving uh, from Manchester to Liverpool and got caught by the, the police. And he was so drunk when they asked him basic questions about himself, he couldn't remember. And apparently on this story in um, in Liverpool, it was reported differently to how the report was done in Manchester. In Liverpool, it was reported that he was so drunk because he over-celebrated. In Manchester, the report was that he failed an IQ test. <laughs> so you see... <laughs> you know what, we needed that. We really needed that.
<laughs> so you see, <laughs> so you see uh, the reporting and this, uh, you find this funny, but actually it does uh, occur quite frequently in the interpretation of surveys where, for example, 35% being the highest number might be described as a majority. So there are lots of things to be, to be discussed about surveys and the research associations are there to mediate between parties that differ on the interpretation of, of the surveys based on how they're designed yeah. and the likelihood of bias. Dr. Falala, we're going to have to wrap up, but it is always a joy speaking to you when I hear, you know, the amount of, um, intelligence coming out of everything you say. It feels like I'm actually taking a breath. It's, it's just so refreshing. <laughs> so thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> and by the thank way, you. um, I just wanted to let our listeners know that when I talk about the main man what knows about research, uh, Dr. Falala is, is the CEO of Africa's only rating agency. Incredibly, incredibly highly ranked, even beyond S&P and, uh, and Moody's. You know, so just well done to you. Well done to you. Much appreciated, Kathy. Happy holidays and, uh, and keep you safe and, and, and safety and wellness to all the listeners as well. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And to you, all the best to you and your family. Happy holidays.